2: Let's go places.
3: And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks.
2: What's going on, everybody? DJ Bucky here. Move the Sticks and... uh... Bucky, we got we got a lot of football to get to today. Going to be heavy college football. Is that time? Going to do a little college football preview. Going to end up uh, picking our games first time this year we get to pick the games for the weekend, which is always a lot of fun. We've got a couple NFL nuggets we want to hit off the top, a couple uh uh, recent things have taken place that have caught our interest. So we will get to those, but before we get to all the football, Bucky, there's something much bigger than football going on right now. We want to make sure that everybody listening out there knows that where our, our hearts and minds are right now with the, with the folks in Houston that are dealing with just an incredible flood, uh, that they've had there with the hurricane Harvey. So, um, uh, Mr. McNair, the, the owner of the Texans pledged a million dollars to United way of greater Houston, the flood relief, there fund. And, and, uh, I want to encourage folks if you can, if you if you can help out because this is something every little every dollar helps. JJ Watts raise over a million dollars, maybe one point five million by the yeah. time you're listening to this, has done a great job. So uh, you can go to www.unitedwayhouston.org or just simply text Harvey to nine zero nine nine nine. Uh, that'll donate $10 to the American Red Cross uh, Hurricane Harvey Relief, uh, or you can go to redcross.org. So there's a lot of different ways you can get involved and try and help. Uh, our good buddy Lance Airline, who we uh, work with here and helps us with all our draft coverage, is right in the middle of it. Lance, I mean, if you follow him on Twitter, he's been picking up diapers. He's been shuttling people around. He's... He's asking people where, you know, if they need help, if they need assistance. Just doing every single thing he can for the folks in his city. And uh, hats off, some, uh, hats off to Lance, and, and our thoughts are with everybody. I saw out
0: some there. more uh, Bengal Tigers too. Some LSU Tigers offering to bring down some airboats. I saw. Yeah, they talking said, to. They him.
2: said the Cajun Navy. Yeah, had, the Cajun come, Navy. That's so awesome. So, uh, awesome. so, anyways, that's want to make sure we got that out of the way. It's, uh, man, what a devastating images we've seen out of Houston. But hopefully, if you're, if you're Looking for some football here. It's, man, life, life can be uh, pretty intense, Bucky. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world, and this is just a really, really sad situation. But it's, it's sometimes can be helped. Let's just get a little distraction here. Let's talk some football, and, and let's enjoy uh, what is the start of the football season, which is a lot of fun for everybody.
1: Yeah, it's unfortunate, everything that is going on. Uh, down in Houston you obviously send out your prayers and hope that everybody can be okay it's a devastating situation but we're hoping that help is on the way help it uh, people are taking care of those who don't have the ability to take care of themselves so hopefully everything will be okay and we will be able to be a nice distraction as well as the league and some of the games um, that are going on to at least alleviate some of the burden on them for three three and a half hours. all right well
2: said my friend. All right let's uh, let's jump in here to some NFL topics before we get to our college football preview here. Um, perfect suspension. And this is something I saw you getting feisty on Twitter with some folks. Just a little bit. But Bucky Bucky's the nicest guy in the world. But every now and then he gets that's he, a he bit. he's not afraid he's not afraid to to scrap a little bit on, on Twitter. Come on, that's what Twitter's for. So give that's me the whole, that's the whole so thing. So we saw the hit. He hits he hits the the running back out of the backfield. The ball sails. It wasn't intended for him. Ball's thrown down the field. I mean, it was, he depletes
1: somebody. Which which five years ago you could have done. Nothing you can't you, can't, you said. can't do it. And and my issue wasn't necessarily that. Um, it was a clean play. It was, it, I mean, it was, it was a borderline dirty play. I felt like it was an unnecessary play. He did, took an unnecessary hit. I understand breaking down on somebody. The guy had his numbers to him. So it was more of a face-up hit, but it was unnecessary at the time, particularly in the preseason. My biggest issue is the the length of the suspension. Five games in the regular season. That's 31% of the time in the regular season for something that occurs in the preseason to me, it appears to be a bit excessive. And so, I just don't know how we could better utilize the system. Yeah, hefty, fine, but I just don't think you should take anybody off the field for that amount of time during the preseason.
2: You brought up a, a good point, and one of the things you tweeted out. Well, first of all, what I when I response when, when you were on there, um, which I appreciate because y- – you know, you're not. We're not going to have friendly fire here, okay? The move the sticks bond it cannot be broken. Um, but you did go after some others on another podcast that will go unmentioned. Um, the thing that my thing was: look, Vontez had this issue in college in a major way. It was. I mean, that's who he is. Him. That's it's, who he it's is. It's happened throughout the NFL. I know he he did in his statement or tweeted out that I only had one personal foul last year. But I even think it hurt him, the fact that the story got out, that he hit Gio Bernard low in practice, his own teammate, which his coaches were upset with him for, uh, Gio Bernard coming off of a knee injury. So it is definitely a case of prior crimes and reputation, I think, playing a big factor into this whole deal. And I agree with you. You want to hit him with – yeah, I don't know. What is it? A, a solid fine. I know you hate fines in the preseason, but I'd much rather get fined 50 grand than lose what is it? 800, oh, think, 800 grand he's going to lose. Well, I think
1: so, especially because it's a a change in the point of emphasis. I'm just saying because it is a new emphasis, maybe not a new rule, they are just now emphasizing they tweaked the rule. I just think before you can suspend suspend somebody that I think you just kind of need to make sure that you're trying to get people to play the right way. And the preseason is the time to work out the kinks for everybody. And so if you're using it for players on the field, for coaches, for referees or whatever, I think you have to levy the same kind of punitive punishment or discipline. So, so, so,
2: so how about this? How about if they would have said, um, because as far as I know, nobody was hurt, right? Mm-hmm. Sully, can you confirm? Yeah, I can confirm. Yeah, nobody was hurt. So, Bucky Brooks, Commissioner. Commissioner Brooks, let me let's see if, if if I have you on this one. If you would have said, you really, the NFL releases a statement publicly. Yep. It says, shows the clip. Mm-hmm. Montez Burfix hit the other day. Was it illegal. Was illegal and were it to happen in a regular season game, would Perfect. result in a five game suspension.
1: Hello, you've
2: woken him up. Like I, that could cost woken me him five
1: games. Cost him five games. We're gonna we're gonna find him for the offense. Like whatever, I'd have been I'd have been fine with that. I I just believe that before you dig right into the player's pocket, because it came. I think my reaction was so strong because Bryce Trex. This is what got you, a bubble roster player, a guy that is fighting to make a thing. He had he hits Demarius Randall, and whether it's illegal or not, I, I mean I don't know. Um. $25,000 fine. I'm like, the guy is not even assured to be on the squad. And to the prospect of paying a $25,000 fine for a minimum player, to me, I'm like, man, that's that's a lot. But
2: the flip side of the argument is you can't make the preseason the Thunderdome where everything goes. You can hit a quarterback oh, and all that kind of stuff. So nah, you got to balance there. it a little bit. you got to balance it,
1: but I, I think you run the risk when you, you start factoring in Some of the things that are happening, we saw the injuries. Uh, Julian Edelman is out for the season. A couple other notable um, players are out for the season due to injuries that occurred in the preseason. We now have fines and suspensions and those like. If I'm a coach and I feel really good about the composition of my starting 11 on either side of the ball, why am I going to subject those guys to the risk of injury, the risk of suspension by putting them on the field? I may just really play it close to the vest get all my work in practice particularly joint practices and avoid preseason play which will make all the fans um really excited
2: but but uh, we can't do it because we work under the shield but i was gonna say we we go we go recruit sponsors buck and we we promote these joint practices scrimmages we got the uh let's go um well, you, well let's go let hold on let's go uh let me think of one here we could go with the uh the Clorox scrimmage series. So everybody that comes into the stadium, everybody that comes to the, to the to the training camp facility, boom. We get you some Clorox wipes. <laughs> good. Pay a big sum of money, and you can come out there and watch. It's cheap, right? You don't, doesn't, don't 10, charge it. I would go $10, yeah, $15. Dollars. Whatever. But, but we could even broadcast it, but then it would be kind of, it's like you're. I don't know. You could, I, mean, I mean, like – You, you, you would basically be replacing the preseason with these joint practices, which teams are almost already doing. Well,
1: let's let's look at it from a high school standpoint. Like in it's a high, jamboree. In high school, it's a jamboree. People pay to see a jamboree. You want a controlled environment. And I actually believe, and I wrote about the popularity of the joint sessions, you have more control over that environment. You still can get good work, but guess what I don't have to worry about? It. I don't have to worry about my quarterback getting hit.
2: And you don't have to worry about your linebacker getting suspended for five games.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I don't have to worry about my quarterback getting hit. I can control. We can do situations. We can do two-minute. We can do four-minute. We can do goal line. We can do a move the ball period. We can have a quicker whistle, so maybe it's a little more than thud tempo. There's more control in that environment for the coaches and for the players than in a preseason game. And if you still want to have the preseason game, we'll let the backups, the guys that are fighting for a spot, they can play in those. But my stars, we're not going to see those guys participate and we have seen more teams uh, I watched the Chargers and the Saints not too long ago they held their players out nah, we're not going
2: we're not going to play our guys in that so to summarize our our solution our move the stick solution let's get an agreement here this is what i propose you tell me you make any changes yep. you want all right my proposition here because vontes Perfect is a repeat offender um i would say let's go let's go 50k yeah and let's go with our letter explaining that if this happens. A public shaming. A, pu- yeah, it's <laughs> a, public a public shaming. shaming. It's a, a public scar- shaming. That's we're what giving we're a Game of, of Thrones shame bell on him or yeah, something. with a no public <laughs> shaming <laughs> Or, Or if you're older and actually read, it would be the scarlet letter A. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we can go know. with that. I know um, Not a Game of Thrones guy, but yeah, you watch I that?
1: No. I, like, like, of, of course, Sully. Sully's got a beard. Like dragons and dinosaurs and crazy stuff, right? I'm good.
0: That's the only time I get on DDFP now is to talk uh talk I'm like no, their, uh, their uh, first of Dave's all Dave's beat rider.
2: Show me anybody with a full beard that doesn't watch that show.
0: Uh, that's a great, great question. I don't I don't know one personally.
2: Because and I'm not I'm not I don't wanna typecast you here, so yeah, but as someone and look it's the it's the most popular series on television, so there's a lot more people that, that don't have facial hair. But I just think <laughs> technically you have facial hair. I'm gonna make a couple assumptions. Yeah. You like granola? Uh
0: no granola. No granola. A, I, I like granola, but I'm I'm not going to search it out.
2: Do you have like? Do you sprinkle granola in some food? No. Okay, you're in, you're a. Uh, I'm an exception to that rule. In okay. uh, I'm going to go number two. Uh, full beard means you are. You got some. Yeah. You've been on a nature hike before, haven't you? So? I have. Yeah. You yeah. Like a nature hike. Yeah. That means you've got. Grew up in East Tennessee. There's a lot of there's a lot of hiking yeah. around there, so we've got that going. Um, we will go. You like. Shows with dragons. I like and, shows with dragons.
0: Yeah, maybe some craft beer too. That's 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 tend to be a bearded guy thing. Okay, crafty beer.
2: Yeah, no beard, no Game of Thrones.
1: No <laughs> no, no. The baby face guys don't like that. Remember, yeah, you right? remember uh,
2: what was it? Uh, what was the name of the movie? Why am I drawing a blank here? Princess Bride. R-O- remember that movie? R.O.U.S.'s rodents of unusual size. I know. I like that. I'm not real big on on like goblins and gremlins. It's a great show.
0: It's not only about the dragons. Well, it's, it's, oh, you know
2: what it—you know what it reminds me of. People tried to get me into the show Lost. Yeah, i am never like, got into Lost. There's like mm-hmm. a island monster. That I'm like, really, really, come on. Yeah, Game of Thrones uh, better than that. Okay. Sure. Anyway, so Sorry. fifty thousand dollars and a strongly worded threatening letter, Scarlet A, mm-hmm. uh, for Mister. Perfect. Done. Solved the problem. Okay. Good. Next item before we get to college football, real quick, Matthew Stafford got paid.
1: Ching-a-ding, ching a ling, ching a Lots of money. Lots of money. Uh, we knew he had all the cars. he was going to be. I thought he was going to be the first $30 million a year quarterback. Uh, he saved him a couple coins and pushed it up to about $27 million. But I think he's worthy. And I think where people have a tough time – uh, wrapping their brain around is how can Matthew Stafford, who what does, he doesn't have any playoff wins. It was or, a long
2: time is, where his record against winning teams was and and, and, bad. And, that, and that
1: is bad. But I think what you have to look at is, I think he has 25 fourth-quarter comebacks in the last five or six years. Hasn't had a
0: 100-yard rusher since 2013. You know,
1: Ooh. and, yeah. you know, last year he had four – Comeback wins, He was playing at an MVP level, and we categorize quarterbacks between trucks and trailers. He is obviously a truck, and you have to pay that because he has the ability to raise a team's level to Super Bowl caliber, but he also has to have the right things around him. When they've had a defense that played at a top 15 or higher level, they have been a team that has gone to the playoffs. And if they get a team that plays defense at a top 10 level, they will ultimately be a team that pushes for a Super Bowl. So, yeah, as much as we want to say it's about the quarterback, it is, but it's also the stuff around him. You surround him with the right things, he's going to win at a high level. Again. Somebody would have paid him that if they let him go. Oh, absolutely. Right? Absolutely.
2: Oh, no question. Somebody t- Quickly. 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 Somebody tweeted out the, you know, the 10 or so starting quarterbacks that could potentially start week one, and you see some of those names. It was the bottom 10. Mm-hmm. And you're like, if anybody questions why Matthew Stafford got paid what he did, because these are 10 teams that would very quickly – quickly uh, let him fill in the numbers on that check
1: and he was number one overall pick and I know people hate to go back to the draft but when you're drafted number one overall there's a, still a perception that kind of comes along with it his talent was superior to a lot of talents at that position so you have to pay for the talent you have to pay for the production you have to pay for the potential all those things factor into why he is a 27 million dollar quarterback no question uh
2: all right let's get to some college here we're gonna do a real quick preview, and then we're gonna pick our games this week. So we gotta get this thing rolling here. All I need from you, Buck. Let's go. Get your little. Uh, let's get our list out here. Let's go. SEC.
1: Just who's who's gonna win?
2: Who's gonna win it, and then who's a, who's a, who's somebody to keep an eye on? So who's gonna win it? Who to keep an eye on? Give me Ooh. give me one on one. Well, Alabama's gonna win it. We're both gonna say that. Are we
1: confident that Alabama's gonna win it? Are we sure?
2: Hundred
0: percent.
1: Are we sure? I would, There's no I one that can challenge them? No. Put the bank on it, huh? Okay, I'm Auburn going, maybe. I'm going. Auburn's Auburn. not challenging them. Ooh, I do Auburn like their quarterback, Garrett Stidham. Garrett Stidham, defense. run game. It's not too late. I like the run game. I like Stidham. They have to Iron replace Bowl. Adams I, come and Lawson, but they can't come on. block.
2: They can't block Alabama. Come but. on, boy. They, 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 they can. They
0: they had they bring in everybody back, and they also have two. Uh, they had a FCS uh, left tackle from Jack State transferred in, so the good offensive line just got better. <laughs> the,
1: not that not that close. No, not that close. Not, not that close. So Are I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, gonna go right. Bama. Yeah, and then I would say and the team, other team, team that can watch. give them some work. Let's go Florida. Even though Florida has eight quarterbacks playing, everyone sharing, everyone's sharing time. I think Florida always has enough talent to win the East and to come up there. Did they beat Tennessee this year? That's the big question. 100%. Yeah.
2: All right, I've got I've got Alabama, and then for the team to watch, I got a couple I, I'm keeping an eye on here, but I'm gonna end up going to the East as well. South Carolina. It's gonna be the Volunteers. I can tell you that. South Carolina. Uh, South Carolina. No, you're on the Kentucky bandwagon, aren't you? No. Oh. Oh. Just for fun. That's a summer thing. It's a summer. You gotcha. Okay. You going with the dogs, buddy? Gotcha. Yeah. They're gonna look good getting off the bus, like they always do. They are gonna look good. They got a couple good-looking backs. They've got a a lot of speed on defense. Um, you know, uh, look. I think the quarterback situation we'll see. I know he's a big, strong kid. He's got a huge arm, but we'll see if he can be a little bit more consistent. Uh, this year in Eason. But this team, I think defensively and running the football, I think that's a good mix. Got to have their hands full. We'll get to that in a second, week one. But, uh, But I like Georgia as kind of the team to keep an eye on. But this is Alabama's. It's still Alabama's conference. All right, let's go to uh, the Big Ten. What do you think, Buck? Who you like? It's, it's Ohio State, right? Are you going to go Penn State with all they got coming back? You
1: no, know? I think Ohio State. I think Ohio State is the team to watch, the team to follow. They have all the talent. Look, Greg Schiano shook some people up when he said his defensive line had more talent than what he had at Tampa when he was a head coach, but he is not wrong. Their defensive line can get after. I think JT Barrett has to play at a higher level for them to can be in national title contention, but. I do like what they have. Kevin Wilson, too, going to be really big. That's going to be the game changer because Kevin Wilson will give them an up-tempo offense. I need a vertical
2: vertical presence in their passing game. Yeah. So, I think we both agree Ohio State there. And, again, the second team – I saw I was at the Rose Bowl, so I'm mean, going to have to stay with Penn State and what they've got. they got the best running back in the country in Saquon Barkley. they got a quarterback that can make some plays. they got a bevy of receivers, and defensively, although they got torched by USC in that one, uh, they got some good pieces coming back. I like Penn State. I think they'll they'll challenge. I believe that game is at Ohio State this year, though, and uh, i got to go with the Buckeyes on that one. So yeah, I like Ohio State. State. Penn State is going to be right there, right beneath them. All right, let's go to uh, ACC. Bucky, your conference. We're Ooh, both going to agree. We're both going to agree that NC State is a team you got to keep an eye on, right? NC State's talent. Their NC, D-line is nasty. NC State
1: D-line is absolutely nasty. They um certainly have Bradley Chubb and some of those other guys on the front line that can get after it. Uh this comes down to Florida State and Clemson. Yep. Uh which team are you willing to buy into without knowing Clemson's quarterback and how he'll respond to pressure? I think you have to go with Florida State, but I will say this about Clemson. Their defense can give everybody problems because that front line, Christian Wilkins, Dexter Lawrence, some of the other guys that rotate in, it's a problem. But I'm gonna go Florida State.
2: All right. Here's the here's the thing. This is gonna be interesting. Florida State is gonna come out of the Atlantic and they're gonna they're gonna run through it. They're gonna go undefeated. One of those wins is gonna be over a team from the coast of the Miami Hurricanes. But they're gonna have a rematch, Buck. Because the Hurricanes saw them in a bowl game last year. Mm-hmm. Got a nice looking running back. You're all on
1: Miami. They have got some like, like, young linebackers. I feel like I feel like I've heard for the last 20 years that Miami. No, this, like this is the year. Like this this the year. The Hurricanes happen. are coming back. The, I mean, so this is the deal.
2: It's going to be a close game where they play early in the season. I believe it's Week Two, of Florida State Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, Florida State's going to win that one. Mm. They're going to meet up in the championship game, and it's going to be a barn burner. The
1: championship
2: game, and in, in, in the a- ACC championship game. Wow, Miami's going to finally come. Out. I don't think they've they have not even been in the championship game since they've no. You know
1: why split up? Because Carolina owns. Uh, them. They, not this right. Year. They own them. Not this the year. Tar Heels. Reggie Wayne. Them. I got your back. Reggie knows.
2: I got Miami. I got Miami. This is the year. This is the year.
1: I. I Man, I have a tough time.
2: So that's who I got. So you, I, I got them. Who's, is NC State your other team? What do you got? No, I can't. I mean, even
1: if NC State was good What's enough. What's the I line could, again? Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't. Wake is fake. Uh, I can't remember. I remember that when I was a kid. I can't remember that. I just, I just, I can't. Nothing about NC State. Okay. You don't legitimize them. No, but they're not even in that. They're in the division with Florida State it's and Clemson. Clemson.
2: That's what I'm saying though. I'm just saying like who's the team to keep an eye on. That's That's Duke team. is puke. Wake is fake. The team I hate is NC State. There yeah. you go. Oh, yeah. I don't even think about those other teams. Nice. Uh, all right. So you don't you don't have any other sleeper team to keep an eye on?
1: Uh, I think Georgia Tech. Pitt. Is. You got you Georgia got Tech Max is. Brown.
2: Pitt Panthers.
1: Yeah, but you know, but see, Pitt lost their offensive coordinator candidate. Canada wins, went to LSU. Went to LSU. So I wonder if they can keep. Uh, befuddling people with that fly sweep game. Georgia Tech typically always gives people problems. One every three they're
2: years, they're going to pop
1: up. They're going to do it. Um, Virginia Tech has some weapons. They lost their quarterback. If their quarterback could come back, I really would be ready to Gosh, endorse Why did them. he come
2: out, man? man. Isaiah
1: Ford gone too. He was yeah.
0: just done.
2: Um, all right, so let's move on. I, I know you don't, wanna, you don't have the guts to pick North Carolina, so I don't want to put you in a bad spot. Well, I don't know
1: who our quarterback is. And we lost, man, you see how I many NFL players we lost? We lost a lot of quarterback, NFL talent.
2: Best quarterback in the NFL Matt Collins, right now. Ryan
1: Switzer, like Trubisky, another two running backs. We, we lost a lot of weapons. Bug Howard. Bug Howard is making his way. How about Bug that? Bug Howard, how about that?
2: Another freak. All right, let's go uh, Let's go. Pack 12 And this one's interesting to me. The team, I'm telling you, man, and they played another game. I know Rice is a JV team. I get it, I get it. But. David Shaw, when we talk with him at Pac-12 Media Day, Buck, and we've known, we've both known mm-hmm. Coach Shaw for a long time, there was a quiet confidence. Like yeah, I, I, I kind of know something that yeah, most yeah. people don't know. Yeah, he had a look in his eye, and to me, that something is my offensive line is back. I've got. The best group of tight ends, and this is saying something, maybe that he's ever had there. When you think about uh, Fleener and Ertz and Toyolo, all the tight ends they've had. He said out. they can go five deep. At well, tight look end. at them; they had like four or yeah. five of them catch passes against Rice and the freshman who you've seen from Oaks Christian, Colby Parkinson. He's he's a freak show.
1: Hey, he is a legit dude. Yeah, he is a legit dude. This is a guy with outstanding hands. He's a really good baseball player coming up. They look so they, they can lock about- down. They
2: can lock down with corners. They got the best. Uh, probably the best pair of corners in the Pac-12, if not going beyond the Pac-12, a really good group. Yeah, um, They're going to be disciplined up front, as they always are in their front seven. They can run the football. Your dad's guy, Bryce Love. He, he showed out a little bit. He's first carry, went for
1: like 60 some yards he's in that be, game. He's beginning to get it. I'm, uh, he, he's kind of evolving. Got a little thicker. Got a little thicker. He said he learned a lot from watching Chris McCaffrey every day in practice, and so we'll see how he puts that in the game. But Stanford always has the ability to make the game a phone booth game yeah they can put you in there they can see how physical you are how tough they are they're interesting to watch but the team that i'm always gonna watch man u-dub yeah u-dub to me is always that game is
2: at stanford this year i was at the game last year and it was a butt kicking
1: Ooh, a tough one a tough one a tough one but you know coach coach Peterson is funny because he kind of smiles and does all that but they are nasty (laughs) on defense and they have some guys they have some guys with them so i think U-Dub is going to be there. And then SC, like, look, SC coming off their Rose Bowl win. There's a lot of expectation on SC and the quarterback. Sam usually,
2: historically, the last decade, SC's best when they're kind of chasing people and not – Yeah, right now so – Everybody's talking about it would make me a little bit nervous. A little nervous. A little nervous. Yeah. A little nervous, but I think – I still think that the class of the, yeah, of the South. They're going to come out of the South. They're
1: going to come out of the South, but the Pac-12 should be very interesting, man. Some tough games early. Look, USC plays Texas, and that Texas team – Texas team is kind of ready to roll. I know. There's a Tom Herman is looking to put one on somebody yeah. to kind of establish well, the they've program. Got some, they've got some dudes. They did. Charlie Strong took all those whoopings, so Tom Herman can kind of ride
2: on the white ride, horse. Ride on the white horse
1: to save the day. I this got it. it. All right. So Big Twelve, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas. You're referencing who are you like. Uh, I'm gonna go with Oklahoma. I'm looking, uh, man. I'm looking forward to seeing Lincoln Raleigh because Oklahoma has the quarterback Baker Mayfield, and because they have some weapons. I, I like what they have. Oklahoma State system. Uh, look, there are a lot of people that like that quarterback. Um, so let's see. But I'm gonna go with Oklahoma. It comes down to that shootout at the end between the Pokes. And as soon as I think that's It Could be a could
0: rematch, see. too. First uh, Big 12 title game in a little bit. So, could could be playing. They're playing. They, I guess they moved the game in early November, middle.
2: right? Yeah, so they don't have to play back-to-back weeks. Again, I think Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Texas is Texas is going to be – obviously they're going to be better than win many games last year. But they have some dudes. I think you'll see them. I can see Texas winning eight, maybe nine games this year with what they have on campus. So, I still think Oklahoma – I go with Oklahoma over Oklahoma State. Both teams have veteran quarterbacks. I just like the the rest of the roster there at Oklahoma a little bit better. All right Bucky, before we get to our picks here picking the uh, the 10 games for the weekend. Let's bring on our good buddy Joel Klatt from Fox who's who's got a little bit of a, a a fun weekend ahead of him. Joel, tell us what you what you got on tap
3: for the weekend here. Well, as I'm um, maybe at the most interesting game in, in all of college football. Maybe not. I might have oversold that a little bit. <laughs> Washington at Rutgers, uh, the, the war on the shore. they got the beach, they got the pool going on. So we're going to kick off our, our brand-new uh, Big Ten deal, partnership. Um, that'll be our first Big Ten game. So Washington and the top ten traveling out here to New Jersey. And then Sunday we'll go back to L.A., and Gus and I will call uh, A&M as they travel out to UCLA. And, and what really is, candidly, um, you know, Probably the the best under the radar game of the weekend, in particular with both of those coaches firmly entrenched on a very warm seat in their office.
2: I want to get to that UCLA a And M game in a second, but let me know first of all did you uh, did you pack your board shorts for this game at Rutgers? <laughs>
3: Yes, uh, I've I've been told that we're just shooting chest and up, so I'll wear shorts and a shirt and tie combination on top. (laughs) Put lots of mandatory in the booth.
1: Oh, man, but that second game that you talk about this weekend, UCLA, Texas A&M, Josh Rosen, so many polarizing opinions on Josh Rosen. What do you expect to see from uh, the young passer from UCLA?
3: You know, he might be polarizing Bucky off the field, Mm -hmm. But I don't think that there's anything about his game that is polarizing. You know, I've seen him be as polished a quarterback in college football as any that we've seen in the last decade. I mean, he's a really good player. Um, I think it's going to be really difficult for an NFL organization not to select him in the top three of next year's NFL draft. Um, I love his footwork. He's comfortable working away from the center. He's comfortable in the shotgun. I love the way that he holds the football. Uh, he's got a great platform. He uses his arm like a whip. He doesn't have a hitch in his delivery. He's accurate for the most part. I think the only thing that he is inefficient with is is in comparison to Sam Darnold, he probably doesn't anticipate quite as well as Darnold does. But on the field, this guy is a heck of a football player and one of the better, more polished pocket passers that I've seen in quite some time
2: so right off the open Joel I'm going to go ahead and give you this one free of charge I think you go off the field Josh Rosen polarizing on the field Josh Rosen tantalizing or we could go mesmerizing You your (laughs) choice I'll give
3: you creative license however you want to go with that thing I will. I'm. I'm gonna go with mesmerizing. Because okay. If I say tantalizing, <laughs> four short, I just.
2: I don't know how that's gonna go. You know how that will be received? No, that's that's funny. Yeah. But
1: you, you mentioned the other guy that whenever you talk about Josh Rosen, you always hear the name Sam Darnold. So, in talking yeah. about the two, what are the differences? What do you like about both players?
3: Well, I'm, first and foremost, when it comes to Darnold, he's he's got more of the it factor, and I can't using that term I I really Mm -hmm. can't Mm -hmm. but what I love about Darnold is that he doesn't have to be on platform the play and the structure of the offense does not have to work out perfect for him Mm -hmm. he doesn't have to read the progression perfectly all of those things because he can go out and make a play in terms of comparison and I know that that's the the world that a lot of us in, in particular in the draft time we sit in is comparison I think he's more Favre Stafford to uh, Josh Rosen's Matt Ryan, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, those would be kind of where I would compare the guys. So Darnold is a little bit more of a gunslinger. Um, I love the way that he stays poised. I saw him at Washington last year, guys. They were 6-3, and three, ranked 20th in the country. Washington was undefeated, ranked number four in the country. The guy goes down the field on his first possession and ends up throwing an interception. That's a place on the road where a young quarterback with not many starts under his belt can fold. Well, during the course of the rest of the half, all he did was throw for nearly 70%. He threw for a touchdown, 150 yards, and they went into the locker room with a 17-6 lead. That shows me the ability to stand in the face of adversity and succeed, which is what you're going to need at the NFL level. That's what Darnold has. Um, from a Rosen standpoint, one thing I would want to go back and retroactively mention, he's a lot tougher than people realize. He stood in the pocket, took hit after hit against A&M. Uh, he stood in the pocket, took hit after hit against Arizona state, stayed in the game. Everyone wants to make him out to be somewhat of like this pretty boy, more interested Mm -hmm. in off the field issues, but he's not, he loves football. he will stand in there and stare right down the barrel and take some shots and light it up down the field.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. I I, I would kind of classify Rosen as just the best pure passer in the country. You talked about the release and the footwork. Mm-hmm. To me, he's as clean as as I've seen in a long time. Uh, he just was, I mean, he looks beautiful watching him throw a football. Sam, the gamer, uh, Sam with the anticipation and just kind of the it factor, all that stuff, kind of the stuff that's hard to define. I'm with you on, on him, Joel, in terms of everything he brings to the table. And when you look at Sam Darnold on the sideline, you don't know if the, if he's throwing five touchdowns or five interceptions. He's the same dude. Uh, he's just <laughs> Very even kill. His pulse doesn't doesn't rise. I mean, I was at the Rose Bowl. He doesn't even. He's just almost uninterested um, as he just calmly leading the team back and, and winning a Rose Bowl championship at USC. But the third quarterback, I'm going to imagine you're probably not going to be doing many Wyoming games this year at all, Joel. But have
3: you got a I'm chance not, to see I'm this not. kid? I don't think. I think Gus actually has, has it in his contract that he doesn't go to Laramie. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, have you had a chance, just being a college football connoisseur, to see Josh Allen at all on tape and run across anything that he's done?
3: Yeah, yeah, I have. You know, he, I, I mean, shoot, I, I'm not as good as as you guys at this, but when I turned it on, he reminded me a lot of Wentz, mm-hmm. kind of a big, mm-hmm. powerful, rough around the edges style of player that you can tell has a lot of talent, but hasn't been at the upper echelon programs or hasn't had necessarily that individual coaching that maybe a Rosen has through the course of his his life. He makes what I would consider like sketchy decisions at time and just like lets it loose, which is why he turns the ball over a little bit too much. If he cleans that up, I think he's going to be right there. His, his presence and skill set suggest that he's going to be a decent to very high prospect for the national football league. I like his game. The one thing that he's got to do two things really, And, and this is, this is chicken and the egg here because you can say this is an indictment on his receivers, or you can say this is an indictment on his ball placement, but he had one of the lowest percentages of yards after catch as it relates to his passing yards as anybody in the country. I think that needs to improve and he's got to quit throwing interceptions because that's one thing that the NFL will run from as evidence last year, Deshaun Watson, if he doesn't turn the ball over, the entirety of the season, he's the number one pick in the draft. But because of those interceptions, he fell down precipitously.
2: Yeah, he's trying to, sometimes with Josh Allen, I kind of look at it as he tries to eat the footlong sandwich in one bite. <laughs> so he's trying to push so aggressive, pushing the ball down the field. He t- take a little smaller he's, he's bites. From, he's
3: in Laramie. That's what they do. <laughs> yeah, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> it's like Laramie getting a
2: lot style. of run. Laramie's getting a lot of run, by the way. those Me and Bucky talk about Laramie all the time on the scouting days, which was a stay in Fort Collins. Jet up to Laramie, get it done, and get out. Up
1: and right back, back to Fort. Yeah. No overnights. No overnights.
3: You ain't lying. You could, by the way, you guys could do a whole podcast on just like college towns that you never stay in.
2: Never. It's a big list.
3: It's a big list. It's a long list, and I'm, 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 staring right you, I'm staring right down the barrel at you, Morgantown.
2: I'm talking to you, Pocatello.
1: Oh, that's I what am, that's oh, what I was thinking, Pocatello. I <laughs>
3: Listen, and and I hear all you laughing in Fargo, but you're on that list. too.
2: Uh, <laughs> Fargo, though, no, there's really like no speed limit, so I, that's what I liked about that. You, you just roll 110 miles an hour; nobody cares. Uh, hey, I it, tell me if I'm crazy. We we were talking about this. Um, am I crazy for thinking that Stanford could end up winning the national championship?
3: Um, Ooh. no, no. I, you didn't no, say no, that with no, much you conviction. more conviction. That, there was no conviction worry, there. I'm, no conviction. I, I'm, not, I'm not laughing at you. Um, <laughs> I don't think that that's crazy. I think it's, it's difficult for them because their schedule is so much more difficult than Washington, who's sitting yeah. in their own division. Stanford's got to play USC. They've got to play Notre Dame. Um, th- those are going to be difficult games. Meanwhile, when you look at Washington, their they don't play anybody. schedule is literally the easiest in, in all of the country. And in fact, their schedule overall, when you factor in just the opponent's winning percentage from last year, did you know it's the 116th toughest schedule in the country? There's only 128 teams guys. Yeah. and So it's the easiest schedule in the power five. You know, they're going to face Rutgers and Fresno state who both hold two of the, the two longest losing streaks in all of college football at the FPS level of nine games for Rutgers and 10 games for Fresno state. So, It's less about Stanford for me and more about Washington. Washington returns a lot of talent. They're very good. They're very well coached. They've got a great identity. Their quarterback's back. Their run game should be as strong as as ever, maybe even better than a year ago with now Gaskin and LaVon Coleman. So I'm with you. I like Stanford a lot. This, to me, is a little bit more of a throwback Stanford team. They're going to be great on the O-line. They're going to be very stout defensively. It wouldn't shock me if they win the North. But their path is just so much more difficult. It's hard to sit here and say, yeah, they're going to be North champions, Pac-12 champions, and then play in the playoff.
2: My thing is, look, I, I think their offensive lines finally got back to form. They got a million tight ends, including a freshman who me and Bucky talk about as a freak show. And then defensively, they got two great corners. And they're always going to be sound in terms of their front. And to me, it just—I got a weird vibe when when you were there. We saw you down there at the at the Pac-12 Media Day, talking with, with Coach Shaw, who we've all known for a long time. It just he talking was to him. He was kind of just he just kind of looking as like I know something you guys don't know. Yep. Like I don't know. I got yeah, I just
3: he, I kind of was buying what he was selling. You know, the last time I got that same vibe from him was prior to Christian McCaffrey's sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And it was at Pac-12 media days. And I said, hey, Coach, how you doing? And, and I was like, hey, how's, you know, how's your offense? Hey, you know, tell me a little bit about Christian. And he kind of whips his head over to me because he knew I, uh, I, I lived near Christian when I lived in Denver. And so mm-hmm. I've known the McCaffreys for a long time. So I was asking not only from my spot in the media, but also just as kind of a family friend. And he kind of whips around and he was like, I brought that kid into my office and I told him, I hope he's ready to wear a saddle because we're going to ride him to the (laughs) Rose Bowl. And and then they did it. So I got the same feeling about this year's team and and the similarities um, to your point, Daniel, is that in the Pac-12, to be a great championship caliber team, one of now the prerequisites is that you have to have great corner play. Look at the two teams that played for the Pac-12 championship a year ago, Colorado and Washington. You would Mm -hmm. say those were the four probably best, along with the Dory Jackson corners in the Pac-12 and secondaries in general. They all got drafted. They all got drafted, and Stanford certainly is in that conversation this year with a great secondary because it's still one of the last conferences outside of whatever it is that the Big 12 plays, which is I don't even know. But the Pac-12, you've got to have great corners that can play man coverage on a week-in and week-out basis.
1: Yeah, because the Pac-12 is a skill players conference. It's one for quarterbacks, wide receivers, guys on the outside. So you absolutely have to have corners. Who's the sleeper team? Who is the team that we're not talking about that has serious um, title, title chances?
3: Oh, boy. National championship? National okay. title. Okay. National I, title. I on, would give say Oklahoma advice. State. And I know that's become a little bit of a trendy pick, and part of that is that we just we go over this so much. It's it's impossible to find that, that team that no one's talking about. You know, DJR already mentioned Stanford. I'll, I'll say Oklahoma State. That's the best core wide receivers in the entire country with a quarterback that not many people talk about but I think could be you know, late first round, early second round caliber, and Mason Rudolph. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I think they've got going for them on the defensive side, while they're not overly talented, I think Glenn Spencer, their defensive coordinator, he, he's more of a – not that he ever worked for him, but he, he runs his defense kind of like Nick Aliotti did for Oregon back yep. in the day. He understands how to play defense with the hyper-speed spread offense. And and he complements that. He plays hockey-style defense in terms of, like, whole line changes. He's not trying to stop you and be great total defense. He's trying to just prevent you from scoring scoring points. And as funny as that sounds, that fact is somewhat lost on some coordinators around the country. They chase after total defense stats, and what they in turn give up is too many big plays and too many touchdowns.
1: Absolutely. Complimentary football all day.
2: Alright Joel, give me your favorite player um that you you've looked at looking forward to the season. The one guy, if I say this one guy, you you got to get a chance to to watch him this year. And you can't don't do Drew Rosen or Donald, the guys we've already discussed. Just maybe somebody that we're not thinking of that you just you look at your your game schedule what you got with you and Gus have a fantastic slate of games and you're just you, you've circled one and said, "Man, I cannot wait to watch this dude in person."
3: I'm going to give you 3 if you don't mind. Oh, that's even better. I've, I've, that's the kind um, of guy I've you actually, are. I've actually thought a lot about this. One is a group and then two others are individuals Okay, and they actually all are in the big 10. And this is probably Mm. born out of the fact that I, I haven't done big 10 games yet. And we're going to start this year. I can't wait to watch Saquon Barkley this year. I Mm -hmm. I think he's the best running back in college football. Uh, I mean, he's got this rare ability to have great agility and balance. And yet he shows up with a stick of dynamite and he's got the speed (laughs) to burn you for a touchdown it's it's special so him uh i can't wait to see rashawn gary play because mm-hmm. um, i think he could end up being one of the better defensive linemen in college football that we've seen maybe back to and sue i think he's got that type of potential now if it shows up or not i'm not sure but i can't wait to watch him and then the group that i would mention is the defensive ends at ohio state there's a they bunch of them remind me a lot of the 08, was it 08 or 07 uh, New York Giants? Remember they would have that. Yeah,
1: roll them in. Yeah, roll the guys in.
3: And they would have like four defensive ends in the game at some (laughs) times. They could have five guys that got to the passer. That's Ohio State, so watch out if they get a lead because por- opposing quarterbacks are going to be right in the crosshairs.
2: Yeah, that's what LSU had done for a long time too is they would get in that race car package. And the Giants team you referenced, that's when Justin Tuck was making NFL guards look horrendous when yep. he slid inside right. nobody had an answer for him. And famously the, the Patriots didn't have an answer for him at the Super Bowl when they did that. Hey, Clyde, yeah, exactly. that's, that's, uh, that's great work by you today, let me tell you. I mean, you're in the car. You've got two games to prepare for. And you still found a little time for your old buddies over here at the NFL Network, and we appreciate. I got to
3: say, you guys are the best. <laughs> you really are. I'm, I'm a loyal listener, um, and I just can't wait for this season to go. On. By the way, can I ask you guys a question? Sure. Do you mind? Yeah. Go. When was the last time you saw this deep of a quarterback class?
2: I mean, I said it. It was funny because I said this over the summer when we were kind of having some of our planning meetings. I said we need to. Uh, we need to get early on this thing. We actually did some videos for Total Access at the very beginning of the summer when I said this is the year of the quarterback. It's the year of the quarterback, the year of the quarterback. Now I've seen, like, all these national publications. Year of the quarterback. It's the year of the quarterback. So I think it's been successful in its branding. But I think it's accurate, too. I, I think when you when you look at not only the stars at the top, but we've got some good depth as you work through it. The guy that's not being talked about at all is a guy I know you're a fan of as well, Joel, because we've talked about him. but. Luke Falk in any other year would be getting all kinds of preseason hype and attention for for what
3: he does, yeah. and he's almost like forgotten what, about this year. Mm-hmm. You know, think of the guys that could have come out a year ago and chose not to. Mason Rudolph, Luke Falk. You know, I mean, there are some guys that are now going to be, you know, thrown into this mix. What I love about this class is that a lot of times you either have what I would consider great college quarterbacks and a large group of those, or, hey, this is a really deep NFL prospect class. And to me, there are both in, the, in this class. There's a ton of great NFL prospects that nobody knows about, like Tanner Lee at Nebraska or Colton Thorson at Northwestern and so on and so forth. Then you've got all these great college quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson, JT Barrett, Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts. You know, so to me, it kind of runs the gamut of of what I would consider to be a group of like 20 to 25 really good players at the position.
1: Yeah, and I think it's it's long overdue. We've seen the game change at a high school level. So much exposure, so much coaching. These guys are 7-on-7, and now I think we're kind of reaping the fruits of the labor. Like, we'll get a chance to see a bunch of quarterbacks at the collegiate landscape really dominate, and I'm excited to see it. Well, Joel, get your –
3: uh, B- B- Bucky, who's your pick for national championship? DJ's already on the record with
1: Stanford. No, I just
2: asked you if Stanford. I was crazy no, no, for thinking no, they no. had a oh, chance. You did, you did oh, kind no. of oh, say Oh, don't pin me. It right was kind of a loaded
1: thing. When you bring that up, so now me. we can point back and be like, look, remember in August yeah, I said Stanford could be that thing. You know, I think it's the usual suspects. I think Ohio State has an opportunity to, to go back. I think a lot of pressure is on JT Barrett. He has to play better. He has to play to the level that we thought. But if he does with their new offensive coordinator, and I think that is the thing that's been overlooked. Kevin Wilson will change. This will be a more up tempo, probably a better constructed offense, and I think it's going to have huge, huge ramifications on how they dominate in the Big Ten.
3: Okay, I mean, so DJ's got Stanford, Bucky's got Ohio State, i got Ohio State.
1: I was going to see though if we
2: go because you're doing so much. You're doing so much uh, Pac-12 and and Big Ten. Is there anybody in the uh, in the SEC ACC outside of Alabama and Florida State that you could see being a playoff
3: team? Uh, only Clemson. Okay, I think they're the only other one that could enter that conversation. The gap between Alabama and the rest of the SEC is so drastic. It's, it's, like, so SC, drastic. it's like SC was back in the early SM, 2000s. They've
1: run yeah, with Pete you're there, exactly Yeah,
3: exactly right. Yeah, it's, it's early Pete Carroll days, and the rest of the conference right now is just riding coattails of Alabama. In fact, if you go back – Three years. Alabama is twenty-five and two in their last twenty-seven SEC contests. The next closest program is seven games back of that, which is Florida. By the way, Alabama's outgaining their conference opponents by 150 yards in those games. So it's it's not even close. There was no double digit win teams in the SEC outside Alabama. Everybody lost at least four games except for Alabama. That conference right now is very average outside of that elite, elite, generationally great program.
2: All right, Clyde, I'm gonna let you behind the, the curtain here real quick before we let you go. So I'm writing something tomorrow on who the breakout star is gonna be in college football. Right. So I, oh, I, I love reach it. I reach out to uh college directors. So these guys have been already been to all seen all the top teams in the country already during training camp. They've been traveling all over the place. And so it's just funny you talk about Alabama. So I've got two responses so far, both Alabama players. Uh, this one, you'll love this one. Najee Harris, who's a freshman.
1: Oh, now. yeah, from out this way, California.
2: This uh, scouting director, uh, maybe not week one versus Florida State. By the end of the year, this will be the tied back that everybody's going to be talking about. Mm-hmm. So they, they came with it. And then another one was – they also
3: uh, got Damian Harris. they got five they got running backs. I mean, it's like – is he going to wall wow us with his thirty-two carries on the year? Well, like,
2: I, I, I think I think he just says he's going he's gonna to force his way onto the field. And then the other one was I mean we all know he starts; he's a good player, but no, he's nobody has any idea how dominant and how good Deron Payne is at uh, at yeah. Alabama. And say said he be you know every year we have a defensive lineman that flirts with the Heisman and gets kind of you know they get we get cute and throw him in the mix. Uh, that that will be Deron Payne this
3: year. Well, I mean, there's going to be too, way too many skill guys for that to happen. But I don't, I don't dislike that. I love Deron Payne as a player. By the way, how about Reuben Foster the other Ooh. night?
2: How Se- good. How good S- is whoa, good? he is seek and destroy. That is his. That oh, is his game. Oh my
3: gosh. Uh, I think he and Christian McCaffrey might have the two biggest impacts as rookies in the NFL. Maybe Deshaun Watson as well.
2: We never got to see that collision take place in college. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that eventually here in the NFL at Ooh, some point. We won. Now. Is that who they play week one? San Francisco, Carolina. Carolina comes out, San Francisco. Week one. Alley, Bucky bad wild. intentions. Oh, I love it. That's going to be a fun one. Bad intentions. Hey Joel, go go get to your hotel, get checked in, get you a nice little sauna and a steam, and uh, and get yourself ready to go. You got a big weekend, pal.
3: Yeah, you know that's not my style. I'm going to go ground grind it out over some Rutgers film trying to break down Janarian Grant for you. Gus Edwards, Miami grad transfer, he's going to be the running back. Yeah, things expected.
2: Don't don't lie to me either cuz I know I know you're wearing, you'll be wearing yoga pants. Don't <laughs> don't, don't you lie to me, Clat. Don't you lie to me. I've seen the video. I've seen the I've seen the, the photographic evidence. Oh,
3: uh, there there may be some yoga pants. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hey buddy, you are the best man. I appreciate you. Of course, guys, have a good one. Are we ready to pick some games? Yeah, let's do it. All right, this is our week one pick 'em, and uh, I look. I can be honest here, Buck. You gotta be able to. Uh, you gotta be able to identify your weakness in order to address it and to get it fixed. Last year,
1: didn't pay much attention to college no, games.
2: No, last year. Let's let's put the standings out there, okay? I finished. I brought up the rear. I was one hundred and four and sixty four. Uh, you were just ahead of me, nudged right ahead of me. Uh one oh six and sixty two. Sully, uh one seventeen and fifty one for second place, just missed Kent, who was one eighteen and fifty, was the champion last year. So oh, no, maybe like by a Kent point he
1: made the national I, color game like can, six points. Uh can I can I uh can I get one of those pick 'em. Pick them sheets, too. Oh, yeah, for over. sure. Do you not have a Can sheet? Can I get one of those? That may be why. I feel this, like we weren't getting all oh, the information. This,
2: look, look. This I feel is, like this Ken is, and Sully have
1: been kind of sandbagging. First of and all. And I want to know how Sully and Ken's picks are already in.
2: Yeah, how are their picks
1: already penciled in? Well, here's I just here's feel the like thing, thing too. Unfair how,
2: how, do you think me and Bucky double check to see after the games are over the tally on these games? Yeah, and see if I, I wonder. Oh, no, about we tally. That.
0: it was it was all correct. It's yeah. all correct. I, I, I don't wonder, know. I wonder about.
2: I'm, that. I'm uh, I wonder a little skeptical. That. I wonder but about this. We have it. This is one of the things I'm going to get to in a minute. But they they set me up on here. They cost me a couple games every year because you guys keep putting these App State games, <laughs> knowing I can't pick against my school. And they put Carolina games in here too, yeah, but sometimes when you got no chance. Ooh, uh, woof, but not this woof, week. You'll be all right woof, this week. Woof, let's let, let's get to it. i got a big one this week. Oh, I know.
1: Whoa. i got to pick them.
2: I have to pick them. I can't not pick them. What am I supposed to do? Whoa. All right, Alabama-Florida State, Ooh. one versus three. This is the two-point game of the week. Sully-Alabama, Kent-Alabama. Bucky, You got when they're zigging, you got to zag if you want to win some points. Mm. Oh, you got the Knowles. What do you got? ACC Pride?
1: Mm. Gosh, that's a good one. That's a good game. Remember the name, Cam Akers. I'm going Florida State. Woo! Florida State is going to find a way to do it. I'm looking for them to have it. It's... It's a breakout performance for Cam Akers. Francois gives him a little juice. He's tough because he's going to get knocked around. We do know that.
2: Yes. I'm
1: going gay. I'm going Knowles.
2: You're going with the Knowles. Okay, here's the deal. Just spent two days with Florida State. Come on. Come on. Come on. They've got skill on the outside, Buck. I know. Come on. They got a tough quarterback who can run around and make some plays. That Bama
1: defense. Is-
2: They've got a defensive front that's pretty nasty there at Florida State. A lot of depth. Got a couple corners can match up. Oh, man, this is a great game. Here here's a, and Derwin James' best defensive player, maybe the best player in college T- Tavars McFadden. We didn't even talk I, about it. Li- I like McFadden, but here's the thing. McFadden, one the one knock, long speed a little bit. Ball skills, got to get so, out. He got to bail a little early. So. He got to bail
1: a little earlier.
2: Calvin Ridley. Ooh, got a little juice. <laughs> got a little juice. And my other concern with Florida State. Ah. <sighs> Not a, we're not a we're not a mauling physical offensive line. Man, you're going to be playing against Look little
1: position blocking. Look position blocking. Little just little shield, get in front. Shield and wall off. Got to get on the, the edges. Yeah, just throw your body out there. Throw your chicken wing out there.
2: All of my heart and soul, I want to pick Florida State to win this Oh, you're
1: going Bama? You're going, you going to easy I pick? I can't do it. you easy pick? I just don't know if they're going to be able to block
2: Bama. That's why okay. I'm going to go Bama. All
1: right, I'm the lone wolf on that.
2: All right, let's go Michigan, Florida. This is in Arlington, Texas. Michigan number 11, Florida number 17, minus like, Fifty players that they suspended for this game. By the way, the uniforms they're wearing for this thing are hideous.
0: Oh,
1: I like this. All maize. <laughs> oh, that yeah. all
2: yellow. That maize. And
1: Florida's
0: wearing all blue. It's going to be a color rush. It, Come on. In, in like Arlington. That. In Jerry. Oh, World. I like that. I like I like it. I
2: like Come on, let's go. It's a millennial thing, I guess. Come on, let's go. Let's go. It's <laughs> gross. All right. So Sully, Florida. Kent, Florida. Bucky.
1: Hail to the victor. Come on, we going Michigan. You are zagging when there's are I like man. that. Gators. They Bucky. don't even have a quarterback.
2: Bucky has got Michigan. Buck. Here's the thing.
1: They don't have a quarterback.
2: Michigan, I went to the game, the bowl game last year, yeah. and I highlighted all the dra- the seniors. Mhm. And I f- it, it was your whole flip it was ball. my whole flip card. Your whole flip card. They lost everybody.
1: I know, but it's hardball.
2: But there's hardball.
1: It's their hardball. It's hardball.
2: The he, see? They're going to run power. But there's hardball. They're going to run and power. Here's the thing. They've got Hurst back. They've got uh, my man, the other defensive lineman from New Jersey, who's escaped my name. Oh, Rashawn Gary. It's a freak show. Rashawn Gary. Yeah, it's Gary. It's a freak show. Yeah. And they rotated a lot of dudes on that defense. Come on. So the names are changing. Don't get it confused. But there's still plenty of talent there. And I don't bet against Crazy Jim. No, nah,
1: I don't bet against him because – Now, I know we, we probably can't say Go this. Go on, Michigan. Because this is a video. So, But look, they run a Tech Mobile offense. It's four plays. Yep. Power right, boop, power boop, left. Boop, boop, Every boop. now and then a pop pass. And a tall sweep. That's all they need.
2: And they've got uh and no depth chart either, by the way. How none. ridiculous is that? None. Not gonna help you out. So, none. so they don't even know I'm guessing they don't even know the numbers, From right?
0: no je- depth chart to missing half their depth chart.
2: Yeah. That's that's this matchup. It is kind of hard to prepare for. It is kind of a strategic advantage when you don't know what number because scout team, you always put the numbers on the guys. Like as a quarterback, it was like hey, you always be, need to be alert when number five is is kind of like their force player, and that's who we're gonna be doing. This, this, this. And you're like, I don't know what number is this guy. I don't know yeah. what number he is. I love it. Uh, anyway, so I'm with you. We go Michigan. The boys behind the glass uh, go Florida. Let's go LSU, BYU. Come on. LSU all the way around, come on, right? Man, Everybody's come got man, LSU. Man, game,
0: game was moved in New Orleans, by the way. I saw that. Yep. yep.
2: Um, NC State, South Carolina. Sully and Kent, both NC State. That that front is, uh, is pretty nasty for NC State. We talk about them being a sleeper team, Bucky, but this is ACC-SEC pride game here. Who do you got?
1: It's so weird. Gosh, you guys are really all on NC State, man. This, man, the love. Jeez. I got to go South Carolina just, just on general.
2: <laughs> I love Bucky is it. Bucky okay. wants nothing to do with your guys' picks. I love it. He wants nothing to do with your picks. Good quarterback. They definitely have the better quarterback. I talked to a buddy down there today. At South Carolina, said the quarterback's a real deal.
1: Oh, I got a chance to watch him in the spring game. I watched him; he can throw it all over the yard. They got some people. They got some young guys. I think for Muschamp, this is a huge game. And typically in these games in Charlotte, um, South Carolina plays a little different. And don't don't discount Sky Moore
0: either. He's coming back off of injury. That he was one of the better players. In so the one SEC. of the
2: uh, one of the lines that I was told about South Carolina, just about their their evolution in terms of their recruiting, where they are, was I love this image. Last year, South Carolina would hug you. This year, South Carolina will fight you. Next year, South Carolina beat you up. Yeah. So we're still in the fight you phase, right? He's trying, now.
1: he's trying to he's trying to change he's trying to change up. I think the big thing for Dave Dorn and NC State, they have some nice guys, Naheem Hines, some some guys that can make some play. I don't know if they can score enough points. Uh as good as that defense is and that defense can keep the score down, at some point they're gonna have to crack the save for South Carolina. i don't Bucky, be able to score enough
2: points. I've been talking about NC State's defensive front. Mm-hmm. For the whole summer. That's fine. How do I pick against them? I don't know. This is how I pick against them. South Carolina. Come on. South Carolina. Let's go against the boys behind the glass. Little little glass war here. I uh, love it. All right, let's go. Cal, North Carolina. Everybody's got North Carolina. Cal's, I mean, Coach Wilcox got his work cut out for him. Got a nice young receiver there. I like him. They're not beating. They, if, you, if you lose to Cal, Bucky.
1: It's a long season. You we might be hiring know. my coach we from App know. State I'm if just you lose a, to Cal. I'm just hoping we can win by one. Just win by one.
2: Uh, okay. North oh, South. boy, this is a big one here right go. here. And here we go. You,
1: Come on. You, Kent. Alma mater special. Give me that
2: camera. Give me that camera right there. Oh, <laughs> give me this camera. The right. Alma mater special right here. Kent. Come on. That's not cool, man. Come on. That's not cool because you Ab- know that I will never pick against App State. Ever. Come on. Ever. App State, Bama. Oof. I'm taking App State. App State at Georgia. Oh, Georgia's between the hedges. Between the hedges. Georgia's got multiple running backs. Man, They've I, got I, I speed think, on defense. They got. I, I think, think ten Buc- of eleven starters coming back. On I, Kent, not I, cool, man. I, I think, uh, Buc- I'm i still Buc- going. I go upstate. I got to go with my guys. Upstate. Shock them. Shock oh. the
1: world. I think this is I think why think I, think I that, lose oh, these pickups. Is that, is that Buck Ballou, Lindsey Scott? Oh, Herschel. Oh, wow. <laughs> the hedges.
2: Yeah. Whatever. Thanks a lot, Kent. All right, Maryland at Texas. You jerks. Uh, we've got Sully, Texas, Kent, Texas. Maryland's not any good. Come on, Buck. I'm going to take Texas. Texas it is. I'm going to go Texas as well. Now this is a goodie. This This is is a a goodie, goodie gumdrops here. Uh, Sunday night, Texas A&M at the Rose Bowl against UCLA. Last year, really close game. UCLA came all the way back. I believe that game went into overtime last year. Uh, Great battle. Josh Rosen. uh, I know Sully, Kent, both go UCLA. They believe in the Josh Rosen reemergence. Coming in this game here, they've both got the Bruins. Bucky, what say you?
1: Mm. They've been zigging. You've been zagging. Are you going to stay with that? I'm going to go with UCLA because I think this is when Josh Rosen kind of wakes people up again and they see the talent. Uh, I like Texas A&M. I love Christian Kirk. I think Christian Kirk is outstanding. Uh, I'm going to go with UCLA. UCLA has to get it done. It's a lot of pressure on both of these coaches. The only thing with UCLA, I don't know who they throw to. Who's going to catch the ball? Theo Howard. I like Theo. It's all right. I need him. I need him to step up. Who's throwing
0: Kirk the ball on the
2: other side too, though?
1: That's the other issue, right? Um, here's
2: what we've got, Buck. I've got UCLA winning this game, and I'm probably crazy, and I'm sure AM fans are going to throw this back at me. I think this could. I think UCLA could get them
1: pretty good. Oh, you think they're gonna whoop them? I think UCLA's defense. Oh, I don't think anybody's my, talking. My phone talking about just UCLA's died. Defense. I can't. My phone just died because that would be a nice Twitter thing. DJ says <laughs> that UCLA is going to whoop the Aggies. Yeah. Do You know how much twelfth man I yeah. becoming <laughs> hot.
2: Oh, they will. They will. They will. And I'll, I'll gladly take it. I think UCLA's defense, led by a freshman Jalen Phillips, remember that name? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a big time dude. I think they've got a chance to to be really good defensively. So I'll say UCLA in that one. All right. Here we go. Finally, Sully and Kent disagree on something. This is Virginia Tech, West Virginia. Sunday nighter, number 21, VaTech, Tech, number 22, West Virginia. Sully goes West Virginia. Kent goes Virginia Tech. Bucky, what you got?
1: I'm going to go West Virginia. Will Greer, quarterback from Florida, makes his way to West Virginia. Dana Hogerson is excited. They don't throw the ball over the yard. Let's go West Virginia.
2: Um, I love Holgerson, man. I got to go. I'll go West Virginia. No other reason than just Dana Holgerson and that hair just flopping all over the place. Uh, Tennessee at or Tennessee Georgia Tech in Atlanta in the new stadium there Monday night. Of course, Sully a volunteer goes with Tennessee. Kent, despite spite Sully, uh, he goes on the other side. here out of Georgia spite. Tech. Bucky, what do you think? Uh, Tennessee twenty-five in the country.
1: Rambling Wreck from Georgia Tech. Tennessee, by the oh. way, Sully
2: linebacker injury update. Darren Kirkland,
0: he's going to be out for the next couple weeks, so that's tough. Against, against this tough. offense?
1: See, that's the, the, the thing about Georgia Tech is, man, it's hard, so hard to prepare for. It. It, luckily, they haven't at the beginning of the year, so they've had all spring to get with the triple option. But it's tough. It's tough. And they're playing in Atlanta. Georgia Tech. Yeah, but so
0: that's going to be 60-40
2: Vols in the new Dome.
1: It, it might be, but it's going to be a whole lot of dives and pitches going around the mm-hmm. corner.
2: All right, Buck. I'm going to get to a story first, and I'm going to get you my pick. Paul Johnson. Coach at Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. Where was he before Georgia Tech? Navy, right? Where was he before Navy? Was it Georgia Southern? Georgia Southern. App State, Georgia Southern. Rivals. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to the old App State days, and I want to say we were. it might have been number one, number two, or number two, number three. We're both in the top three in the country. Mm-hmm. So we're getting ready. We ran a lot of options as well, some option. Georgia, obviously, it's the same offense. So they, they live in it. They live in it. We sprinkled it. But we're gonna go play at Georgia Southern rivalry game, packed. Um, so here's the first play of the game, Buck. This is what we're doing. We're gonna come out. We're gonna run our G load option, right? Okay. Belly, belly out. The belly option. Coming down the line, but oh, Jeremiah takes a step back. Oh, you are gonna throw the bomb? And we're gonna go. Down. We're going deep. We're going to option pass the first play. Did you of the reverse game. out? Did you reverse out? Reverse out. Oh, I love that. Reverse out two or three. This is a big game, Buck. This is—I don't remember—it was my sophomore year. I can't remember Gosh, what year it was. Like oh, we hey, you option the. It's like you 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 play zone against a zone team. Like it's the same thing in basketball, right? Oh, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna option the option team, turn around belly poop pop back, got a deep crosser, naked, <laughs> <laughs> it's wide open buck. Jeremiah lets it fly. You, you ball can't. ball flutters. You ball, ball ball found some wind I didn't know existed on that day. And a ferocious wind, like something you would see in a in a in just in your nightmares, Bucky. Like it was like the perfect storm. Remember the movie, The Perfect Storm? Yeah. It was a gust of wind that came out of nowhere, and it just grabbed hold of that ball and just held it up. A little Georgia Southern beep, beep, uh, pick picked the, it off. Yeah, first play of the game, picked it off. Oh, yeah. And then and then the whole game, one side of the stands, Georgia, other side, so, there. Yeah, I wet the bed played oh, bad. no did not play well that game boys i'm not gonna lie to you uh we didn't get him but it was a heck of a play call terrible execution that being said i'm still ticked off about that so i'm gonna go against paul johnson and georgia tech and you i'm go. gonna go with the tennessee volunteers wow I, I like it can I they like play it. rocky top inside the oh yeah there'll be there'll be a lot they, of Rocky. They, top. they can
0: play rocky top there's gonna be a lot of rocky top being played who's the quarterback uh, that's a good question, Quentin Dormady, uh, Jr. out of uh, Texas. Texas kid, Texas kid, Bernie, pretty good, strong arm. Uh, I think they're going to play both though. Jarek uh, Guarantano, scrambler from New Jersey, he's a real deal, number one it. dual threat quarterback. Two years ago, I don't know ago. about those two Cell quarterback systems. I got you, got your back. Buddy. That's right, thank you. With you. Bucky doesn't care. I, I had his, I had his Tar
1: Heels. I think they're going to run it every play. <laughs> of course they are. Every play. Bucky, he was so open. I gotta just put it on him. I love that play. I kind of just. I like the on. option. Ugh. Option fan. God. Bring the option back. Bring back Bring Nebraska back. football. Still Bring upset about that. Option.
2: All right. Well, look, I finished last place in these picks, so I'm not very confident. And you guys, it's a new year. You guys keep putting it. We got we got Wake Forest, apps. You make sure you put that game on the list. It's happening because we're winning that game. Oh yeah, no. Um, Kent Kent tries to put our alma maters on every week. Okay, so. that's a good deal. Yeah. All right, hey, that was a lot of fun. A little college football talk. Uh, we've got games coming up this weekend, uh, Bucky. It's the best time of the year.
1: Come on, it's about to go down. All right, hey, that's gonna do it for us.
2: We'll be back. Move the sticks. I think one more week of uh, two episodes, and then
1: three. Get ready for it. Come on, we got to push it up. We need to move up. I would like to see us in the top ten on the iTunes. We'll get this.
0: Yes. That's it. the so goal. We We're get
2: gonna up. get there. We got three episodes a week coming once the regular season starts. That's on, gonna we gotta be get a, get a lot of fun. So thanks again, you guys. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing. Again, that's the best way to do it to get your Move the Sticks fixed. Uh, and we will. Uh, we'll catch you next time.
3: Thanks for downloading Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. For more, go to NFL.com slash podcasts.
2: There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen, so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at
3: toyota.com Grand Highlander.
2: Hi, I'm Gabby Reese.